please rise for our national anthem. So yesterday on Facebook, I've, uh, I found a video of a dog eating corn on the cob. <laughs> I think I've seen that before. It was, uh, it was a human. <laughs> just seen of a register. Uh, <laughs> it was, a, was that a trimmer? I don't know. I think I have Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake. Uh, but no, it was uh, Pee Wee Herman's uh, posted it on his yeah. Instagram. And it's a video. It's this. It's like a human's hands. It's yeah. like this guy. Who oh like yeah, put, I've seen that before. It's probably he's probably, he's got his dog inside of his shirt yeah. or whatever, and the dog's just eating corn on the cob. Okay, I was hoping because I figured it was something like that, but mm-hmm. I was hoping it was like someone's like, oh shoot, look at that dog, look at that dog, and like zooming in, the dog yeah. is totally unassuming, just like gnawing at corn on the cob on a picnic table. No, it's much funnier than that. Yeah. Well. All right. Thanks for sharing. No problem. Welcome to the Radcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, this is one of our longer episodes at least judging by our recording time um so we're gonna keep this intro fairly short fairly sweet i know the last time i said that on the voice acting episode Mm -hmm. we went eight minutes so that's not short and sweet but hey jesco and chauncey their input was very important to us that wasn't uh the voice acting episode that we did we did at mad libs on the one where i was like oh it's gonna be short and sweet you know thinking maybe two or three minutes because those mad libs took forever we've done so many already i get them mixed up yeah jessica and chauncey did a very good input but really this is going to be short and sweet um before we kind of get into the episode today we're talking about little giants with our buddy dave little which we didn't plan it that way yeah little on little Exactly. Giants. Uh, but before we get into that and kind of our first formal edition of the Radcast rental, um, I, w- I want to plug the socials first. I find I've been list. I keep whenever I get to editing these episodes, yeah. I was like, why are we not why plugging we not? the socials? Yeah, exactly. So you can find us on Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram at the at the Radcast. Mm-hmm. So you find us there, and then we're now on Facebook. Yep. So I think if you just type in the Radcast yeah. on Facebook, it should be the first You'll thing see to those pop up. Beautiful sunglasses and the purple lettering contributed yep. to us by our by good friend, Jeff Wright. Jeff Wright, yeah, fellow exactly. proper gent. Exactly. Yep. And then also uh, like, follow, comment, review wherever yeah. you get your podcast fix. Yeah, make sure, because we appreciate the listens. Mm-hmm. We, we see that people are listening and we're happy with that, mm-hmm. but we would really love for you to Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review, even if you're just saying, I just listened, because there's something funky with the algorithms to where the only way your stuff will get pushed and exposed mm-hmm. is if you have those reviews and have those uh, 
those uh, five the, star the ratings. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because I don't like pandering and saying, you know, or yeah, it's like but, telling people, hey, give us five stars. But I mean, that's you. We don't want to control you house, all at all. But this I mean, is house cleaning. Exactly, housekeeping. Gotta, stuff housekeeping. Got to get it out of the way. Hey, this formality. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and and as much as you know, I don't like saying you know five. Honestly, the five, like Matt said, the algorithms yeah. said the five star reviews push us to the front. So I yep. mean, uh, whether you and if you don't like it, you know, I mean, don't don't comment or anything you know <laughs> just if you don't like it just don't say anything yeah and make yourself known yeah exactly so th- just say something to make yourself known yeah so that we can send our dogs on you yes. anyway before we get into the episode we're going to take a break here in just a second but matt this is something we're going to touch on something that happened just last night so june 12th 2019 mm-hmm. um an event transpired in the city of st louis well for the city of st louis yeah. it was in the city of boston that we never thought would ever have that, that we'd ever I, see in our lifetime. I don't know if any St. Louis Blues fan thought mm-hmm. would happen because of just years of disappointment. Would you like to let everybody know what yeah, happened? Yeah, so last night was Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Blues were in the, the Stanley Cup Final, let alone Game 7, mm-hmm. was amazing in and of itself. So many great storylines with this team this year. Uh, last place as of January 3rd in the entire NHL, and then through a bunch of administration changes, calling up rookies, uh, just a lot of uh, team building and a lot of culture changes, uh, they went on a tear mm-hmm. and clinched a playoff berth and had a lot of, had four very exciting series. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a team built for adversity, for sure. This is a team unlike any other Blues team I've ever seen. And you can you can tell because it seems like Every every team in the franchise's history, it seems like has been snake bitten, mm-hmm. and they all share one common thing, and that's they couldn't ever clinch or win the big one. And this team was uh, was different. We're happy to say so. Many tears were shed last yeah. night. Oh yeah. Um. It this morning I was floating. Uh. It still didn't seem real. It's and it's just the smile has not left my face. Yeah, we'll it's, just say it's just so. Can't nuts. you tell? Can't you tell? I'm yeah, smiling. Exactly. We're both smiling right now. <laughs> we look like the preacher from Poltergeist Two. Yeah. Like just a big rictus grin. <laughs> Hello. Or I guess the Joker. Or the Joker. <laughs> be yeah. A better reference. I wanted to make a Poltergeist reference. <laughs> um, Didn't even reference the good one. No. Well, <laughs> the preacher wasn't in the good one. Yeah. Anyway, all that being said. Uh, later on down the line, we're going to have a proper gentleman episode to where you not only hear mine and Matt's thoughts more in depth, you'll also yeah. hear Jeff and Zach and Jake, who are just a big, just as big at blues fans as we yeah. are, just as happy as we were. And you'll get to hear kind of emotionally how we felt and what it means to all of us. Uh, we're going to do kind of a section of a proper gentleman episode yeah. talking about the blue Stanley Cup win. So again, yep. it's a big moment for the city of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people overjoyed at it. And one would say they were underdogs, which works with the theme of this episode. Exactly. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Dave Little about the movie Little Giants. So stay tuned. We now return. So what are we going to use these for? To the Radcast. Intimidation. Is that a banana soda? This right here is called Battle Juice and it's pineapple. <laughs> it's called Battle, <laughs> battle Juice. Battle Juice, huh? <laughs> yep. That sounds like something from, uh, um, what was, um, damn it, I can't remember. Um, 
battle trolls. <laughs> like yeah. from battle toads. Battle toads. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We need our battle juice. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets me some pick me up, and I like drinking it when I'm you know doing doubles over at my job. So. Oh, double shifts. Okay. Yeah. When I'm playing doubles at my job. Dave's a professional tennis player. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would laugh at that one. <laughs> well, they've never seen you before, so they, <laughs> he looks just like Andy Roddick, <laughs> mixed with Andre Agassi. He looks yeah. pick up Pete Stampras. He looks like pick up Pete Sampras. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Pizza Sampras. <laughs> Who was your favorite NBA basketball player of all time? That one, when I was a kid. It was, I think, it was Scotty. I liked Scotty Pippen, um, but probably of all time, if I had to pick somebody, I like Patrick Ewing. Okay. Um, but mm-hmm. Carl Malone was great. He just was kind of a, a promiscuous lad. Oh, uh, right. But that's a lot yeah. of basketball players. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I obviously loved Michael Jordan like yeah. everybody else. But then, like, as I got older, realized, like, I really love Penny Hardaway. What about you, Dave? Yours was Sean Kemp, yes, right? Yes, Sean yep. Kemp. I had a Sean Kemp jersey when I was in third grade, and I was a dunking type of follower, and he was a great dunker. You were yeah. a donkey follower? I was a donkey, a dunking. <laughs> Follow them donkeys. <laughs> Speaking of donkeys, we've got three jackasses here today. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, jackass one, jackass two, and the new jackass. Let them know who you are, you new jackass. You're not a jackass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't answer that. Talk They're going to think I'm a jackass. <laughs> Talking jackass. No, it, it, he's, we're jackasses, but our guest isn't. <laughs> Why don't you let him know who you are, Mr. Guest? Well, let's see. My name is Dave Little. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dave. Uh, this is Dave Little, everybody. It's appropriate that we're sitting with someone whose last name is Little mm-hmm. because today our subject is... Little Giants. The Little Giants, which and is... And these are not your Giants, right. correct? Not mine, the, Not no. the Little Giants, but the Little Giants. Which, in October, is celebrating its 25th anniversary. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird that these movies that we watched growing up are now hitting those milestones. It's so crazy. Thing you're like, no, it's not 25 years. And mm-hmm. then you're like, yeah? Ah, sh- yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe the 90s were 20 years ago, but now it's close to 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like Matt said, welcome back to the Radcast, everybody. We are talking the little giants today. Well, I'm I'm saying it now. (laughs) Welcome back to the Radcast. Hope you liked that break. Um, Hopefully, you got some stuff done during the break. (laughs) Uh, Do some chores. (laughs) Exactly. But today, yeah, like Matt said, today we're talking the little giants, which I think to the three of us, I mean, it's it's one of our favorite movies. It's your favorite movie. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, and and it's definitely up there. You know, as far as kids movies with you, Dave, like one of the, the top kids movies, would you say for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially that year of 94. 94 had so many like classic. It had kids a 90s movies. icon as one of the stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ed O'Neill. Yep. yep. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. And Rick Moranis. And Rick Moranis. Yeah. So let's and, just. And mm-hmm. uh, Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he was the one in, a na- in the, the Naked Gun who's like, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His name's Mark Mark something. Keep talking, I'll find it. Yeah. Uh he also played uh John Wayne Gacy. Fam- yes, he did. Famous famous serial killer, John Wayne Gacy, but he's not a serial killer in real life. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today is the little giants, kind of the impact it had Mark on Mark Holton. Mark Holton. Yeah. So we're gonna talk little giants, kind of um 
our affinity for the movie. We're going to talk a little bit of details about the movie, throw in some memories here and there. You know how we do. So when we look into a movie and when we start reviewing a movie and giving our thoughts on a movie, it's going to be called the Radcast Rental. So this is the first official edition of the Radcast Rental. All right, so Little Giants um, in October. October 21st will be 25th anniversary. So that means it was released on October 21st, 1994. It was directed by Dwayne Dunham and uh, released by Amblin Entertainment, which is Steven Spielberg's That's so uh, production crazy, company. Because we were listening back through, because we've watched it a couple times this week. We watched it once with Dave, sort of as a refresher. And then we watched the uh, commentary last night. Mm-hmm. And it's Shauna Waldron who played the Icebox, Dwayne Dunham, and then uh, one of the writers, Steve yeah. something or other. And, uh, and it's crazy that this movie, they talked about so many times that Steven Spielberg was like, you know, sitting with them in post or mm-hmm. like in during production or like on set. So it's just so crazy that this like kids movie had, you know, the okay and the sort of the monitoring of Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he had his hand in things like Dwayne Dunham would be like, you know, I was sitting there, right. Or the writer was, like, I was sitting there, you know, late night writing, ready to fax this stuff to Steven. And like, uh, he, Steven Spielberg would say, you know, Oh, that, that's a great shot right there. Or, you know, that the, you know, this sounds great. Maybe we need to throw this in here. He, he had a hand in it in a way. So it's not just his production company. Steven Spielberg, like you said, oversaw the movie. So pretty much if you've never seen the little giants, I would suggest turning off this review and going to watch it unless you want to hear our thoughts on it. And maybe that'll sway your opinion. But the little giants is I, it, for me, it's the perfect kids movie it is the perfect balance of humor from the kids humor from the adults interaction between the kids and the adults um the score is phenomenal we'll get more into that the story's great and it's just it it the the triumph at the end is is heartfelt it has the earmarks of a lot of those like underdog kids sports movies Mm -hmm. in the 90s you know you take this ragtag group of outcasts mm-hmm. and you put them together and get them to work together as a team and then ultimately they they overcome adversity and they win the championship mm-hmm. or at least at the very least they learn how to love themselves and how to work together as a team you know so yeah and the movie starts out in the 1960s 30 years before the events of the film uh, it's Kevin O'Shea, the older brother, and Danny O'Shea, the younger brother. Kevin is a star athlete. Danny is kind of a dweeby, dorky little kid who yep. he just he wants to be like Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. but he's he's always in his shadow and he never gets picked for Kevin's teams or anybody's teams. And he always is just finds himself hiding under the bleachers whenever they play football. And then it just fast forwards thirty years later and uh, we're in the town of Urbania, Ohio. And uh, fast forward and Kevin is the coach of a peewee football team. And it's tryouts, and we see some of the players that are going to end up being on the uh, adversary, the Cowboys, but we also see... Representing the town of Urbania, I think. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And we're also going to get introduced to who become the core of the Little Giants. So it's Zoltek, who is a kind of an overweight kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Tad Simpson, who is a really skinny, like wimpy kid Rashid hot hands hanging yeah who he 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 has the potential to be athletic but he can't he can't catch worth a worth anything and then icebox uh becky o'shea who is actually the daughter of danny and the the niece of kevin and she's the best athlete out there but she's a girl yeah it's a fun it's a funny um character trait because she's the she's the daughter of 
the dweeby O'Shea. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you would think she'd be the daughter of uh, Kevin O'Shea, the, yeah. the athletic O'Shea. Um, and so during these tryouts, she is better than everyone else, but ends up not getting picked. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of an issue of, you know, I got to put this peewee football team together and girls can't play peewee football. Mm-hmm. So that sort of lights a fire under her. And eventually uh, she's like, you know, let's start our own football team. Mm-hmm. And then they run into, you know, the conflict of one town, one team. They decide to, uh, you know, it's like, well, you can't have a football team, Danny. And Danny's like, well, let's, you know, we'll have a playoff. She enlists the help of her, yeah. of Danny, played by yeah. Rick Moranis. Yeah. And, and Ed and, O'Neill's playing Kevin O'Shea. Yeah. And initially, he's like, well, because Kevin approaches him about it. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I, I just found out about this now. Like, I don't want to do this. And eventually, it gets to the point where he's like, you know what? No, I'm tired of doing what you tell me. Like, I'm tired of doing, you know, what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I need to step out of your shadow. And you know what? We're forming our own football team. Mm-hmm. So they create this one-game playoff, and through there, we see the hijinks of them putting this team together mm-hmm. and, and how they uh, band together, work together. And we see Kevin on one side conducting his business and being, like, the professional coach. Mm-hmm. You see Danny taking this uh, this patchwork of, of kids and trying to – put them together and get them to realize their potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go into uh, some memories and some experiences. So Dave, I'm going to start with you. What is your first experience watching little giants? Well, okay. It goes back to, there was a dollar show. I don't remember where this dollar show mm-hmm. theater was. And it only had like two or three movies there. And I remember our mom took us there. And then there was the choice of, Little Giants, which is what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Swan Princess. <laughs> so yeah. you saw the Swan Princess. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was very disappointed because, like, a lot of people came out and said, oh, it was an awesome movie. You know, I'm, I'm like, why can't we see that movie? I went, and then we went a second time, and, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I'm going to go see the lion, uh, the lion, the Little Giants. And sure enough, I... Go and see the Swan Princess a second time. Again? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Is, like, your, is your mom like, oh, uh, that's a nice movie, The Swan Princess. It's uh, like, have we seen that before? And you're like, yes. Hi, like, David. <laughs> hey, Hi, you, David. You want to see this, David? <laughs> yes. So, so needless to say, your mom has amnesia. <laughs> well, what, no, 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 no. What happened? I think my mom took me one time, and then I think I went with my sister a second time or something Oh, okay, like that, gotcha. So. She's like, Swan Princess. Oh, yeah. boy. Like, yeah. what? So pretty much your mom doesn't know you at all. Yeah. So needless to say, you never got to see the little giants. And it, well, it, it was one of those things where like you never got to see it at the theater when you wanted to. So you end up owning the movie. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like how Richie Rich was a thing mm-hmm. came out the same time as Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I saw like Dumb and Dumber three times. I never got to see Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. We ended up owning Richie Rich. Yeah. But I remember watching it. And I remember laughing hysterically at the opening credits. Yeah. And I was, oh, I, yeah, I remember yeah. I was with my brother and I was like, which one are we, which one are we? And then, and are we the X's or the O's? Yeah. And my brother said, those aren't O's, those are butts. I guess we're the butts. <laughs> I guess we're the butts. So the opening credits he's referring to is it's, uh, it's like a playbook and on a playbook you have X's and O's and basically there's this like, you know, bumpy, you know, really yeah. like co- it's, it sort of reminds you of like college football, mm-hmm. like fight music. And it's like these silly scenarios with X's and O's and it's supposed to be like on a playbook and they're just like, 
you know, creating cannons and stuff and shooting the, the O's or shooting the X's. Yeah. It's just it's just a silly it's very, opening. It's, it's cartoony. Yeah. It's very so, cartoony. And then some butts walk on and they're like <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Matt, do you remember like our first, cause I remember briefly like on a movie channel when I was like mm. five or six, I remember there's the last scene before the big game and you see like yeah. Zoltek's wearing his cleats in bed yeah. and like, um, <laughs> Jake Berman who we're introduced to, um, kind of in the first 25 minutes of the movie, yeah. this another really kind of wimpy kid, Shrimpy, small wimpy, yeah. a shrimp. Yeah. Um, and he's like posing in front of pump. the mirror. You up. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember that briefly as a kid, but then I remember it like Schnook's video. Yeah. Mom that, rented that. That's where my memories primarily come from is um, I don't remember the exact first time I saw it, mm-hmm. but I do remember renting it from, you know, Schnook's video, mm-hmm. um, which is a grocery store in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I remember renting it and then watching it. It's like a five day rental. I remember watching it like seven or eight times. Yeah. So I just remember cycling it over and over mm-hmm. and over. There's just such a rewatchability to it. You know, when you're a kid, obviously that's that familiarity, like watching the same thing over mm-hmm. and over. But even as I got older and I had watched it hundreds of more times, I still love watching it. Yeah. So and that was, was that Schnooks video watching it when we were a kid. It was like yeah. my first. Oh it my gosh. Really sunk, like sunk in for me. Yeah. Before the movie, they, uh, they had this like Looney Tune short with yes. the frog. Hello, yeah. Hello yeah, yeah, yeah. my baby. Hello my honey. Yep. Clarence I remember J. That. Frog. I yes. don't know if that's his name. I, I, that's what I remember about watching the VHS. Cause I, I remember watching the DVD more cause I remember when mom bought the DVD and then for a long time, the DVD by itself has been out of print. Um, so like you, you could only get it with like a two pack of movies with some like Con Air. Yeah. With, with it's, it's little giants, Hoosiers and Con Air. So (laughs) it's, it's a weird, those, those movies never make any sense. Uh, but I remember watching the DVD a lot, but I was actually going to bring up, yeah, the, uh, the Warner brothers Looney Tunes short at the beginning was like, was the dancing frog. (laughs) So I remember that from the VHS, but, uh, I, I, I just liked it as a kid. It was one of those that like. I mean, it's 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 the exact appeal of a kids movie. Like the kids are likable. There's funny mm-hmm. bits, and yeah. it's sports. You know, yeah. I you know I love sports now, but I love sports as a kid, and you know, just seeing kind of those three mesh together uh, was just really cool, and the rewatchability on it. Yeah, that is, is the really thing good. you said that the kids were really likable, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I think makes the ending so effective. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching them grow mm-hmm. as like their confidence grows, grow as kids, like grow as a team. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have that if the kids were super obnoxious. And what you have is this group of very likable, you know, schlubs, underdogs that you want to see succeed. You know, I yeah. said earlier as a patchwork, it's literally just kids who have all different personalities, walks of life. It's, it really is the definition of a ragtag bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And you see their personalities and their interactions are funny. And you, you see them like I said, grow as a team and, and you really want them to succeed. And, and like you said, you couldn't have that without them being really likable. Mm-hmm. And you see them at their lowest when they don't get picked. They're just like completely heartbroken. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. At the beginning, because I think everyone can relate to that, to being left out, to being on yeah. the fringes, to, you know, not being able to get picked. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that that's I know Dwayne Dunham said that that's sort of what's so effective with people is that everyone knows what that feels like. Yeah. And that's for those people. Yeah. And, and what it's so effective because the kids are believable 
as like these sad, you know, and for lack of a better term, these sad sacks. Yeah. You know, it, it's when the kids don't get picked, match so many of the sentimental moments where you're supposed to be either sad or happy. John Debney's score is yeah. like amazing. Perfect. It's so yeah. like you during numerous times, like we get choked up at the end, but yeah. like there's a couple times watching it back again to where say when, when the kids don't get picked like uh Tad uh, Simpson, who's the wimpy cause a little wimpy kid. He like, he sniffles and uh Danny O'Shea, Rick Moranis' character, comes up. He's like, well, I mean, I'm this guessing there really is there sucks. anything we can... He's like, this really sucks. I'm guessing there isn't anything we can learn from this. And Tad, like, fighting back tears, is like, yeah, never try out for anything again. Yeah. Like, you just you just really... They're convincing. Yeah. They're really convincing, um, not just with the humor, which we'll talk more about, but also when they're supposed to be... When you're supposed to feel sorry for them, yeah. you feel sorry for them. Yeah. And, and that's what works. Part of them being convincing, too, is that these kids, it's not like... Like aside from Devin Sawa, who plays Junior Floyd, and Shauna Waldron, who plays Becky the Icebox mm-hmm. O'Shea, all these kids are like they're either like really overweight, mm-hmm. they're really awkward looking, or they're really shrimpy. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it convincing. Like when you see them in their football uniforms at you know at the the final game, it's like it, it like it's like ill fitting. Zoltek, the you know the fattest kid on the team, has the smallest pads. Yeah. Like the helmets don't fit, and mm-hmm. it's just it really. It really enforces that image. To go back, uh, I remember I, I just like Becky O'Shea. I I can't imagine what she felt like because she was obviously the best one right. on the trial. And then like she's probably thinking like, man, I really must have, you know? Yeah. I, like to be the best one out there and then not get picked. She probably lost a lot of her confidence after that. Oh uh, yeah. That part. But the thing that i liked about that scene was kevin o'shea gave like a little speech afterwards mm-hmm. yeah. and then they like you had the the debney score behind yeah. it and he's like well i just i want to thank you for trying out yeah that, that was okay like that's the kind of point you make about kevin o'shea not being a real bad villain like they yeah. kind of try to make him look like yeah but. yeah and that's the thing he's it's not like the 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 hawks coach in the mighty ducks to where he's like legitimately like a bad guy. Yeah. You have these moments of Kevin O'Shea, who's played brilliantly by Ed O'Neill in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these moments of Kevin O'Shea to where you're like, oh, he's just, you know, a muscle headed jock who Losers. all he yes. yeah. butts, butts. <laughs> yeah. All he cares about is this peewee team. He doesn't care about these kids' feelings because football ain't about feelings. Yeah, it's exactly. about speed. It's about talent. And uh, you have these moments where you're like, this guy's a jerk. But it's they're really like human moments to where you could be like, I mean, I can see as like you're the representative of this town having to make these tough decisions. Mm-hmm. So you have these moments where you're like, this guy's a jerk. But then you also have these moments in which you're like, he's he's a good uncle. Can like you blame he, him? he he really is a good guy. Mm-hmm. But you know. So he's, he has he has an objective. He has a goal as a coach. Yeah, and he's exactly. Like, Listen, these kids like he's like they, these kids don't cut it. Like there's a scene after the tryout uh, after he made all his picks and like Danny confronts him. He's like, you know what? Like Becky's what? Like what's your problem? Becky's better than half those boys. And that's when he's like, Danny Icebox is a girl and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But he's just like, you know, these kids. He in several parts of the movies like these kids wouldn't cut it on my team. Yeah, that's why I I'm put together pick them. a championship football team. Yeah, you know exactly. So, so we're told that we shouldn't like him, but as you get older, you're like, I mean, it 
he there are some things I would have done differently. Like there are some things that are a little douchey, mm-hmm. but yeah. at the same time, like I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it you know there are a lot of moments where it goes kind of in and out to where like oh well Kevin's the villain he's a jerk and then it kind of toes the line to where like he's not really the villain he's sort of justifying some of the stuff he's doing and then it goes back to that oh he's a jerk and then there are moments towards the end to where you're like okay you can see the heart and soul of what they're trying to do and and you can see that he's really trying to not be so hard on his brother not be so hard on these Mm -hmm. kids but also he's got to put up this front of you know i'm you know i'm this football coach and i can't let them beat me you Mm -hmm. know kind of stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure every scene though like with uh i think ed o'neill did a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. but he uh it seemed like every scene he was in there was that he was a jerk and then there's the part where he's like you know Oh, he's not a bad guy. So, yeah, like, it's seen, like there's a bunch of scenes with him where you're like, man, he's he's actually not a bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. And, sp- and speaking of playing the roles perfectly, Rick Moranis. I yeah. mean, America's America's favorite Canadian export, Rick Moranis. <laughs> um, just I go I go back to the the dynamic he has with the with the kids. Yeah, like because he's so great at just it's not kind of an awkward exchange between adults and kids yeah. because an adult can have like a joke towards a kid or adult can make a comment towards a kid kind of in a dry yeah. manner. And the kid comes right back with a response yeah. and it's not, it's, you know, it's never the kid or it's never the adult kind of domineering what they say over the kid. Like the, the kids come right back with it. And Rick Moranis is great with the kids, the way that he has these like, dry deliveries and dry responses yeah. to them his comedic uh, timing is impeccable yeah and then yep. also the kids were written the kids dialogue was written very well so it they're natural exchanges and even like Dwayne Dunham in the commentaries said that you know during the scenes Rick Moranis was just good at making the kids feel comfortable mm-hmm. and, and like paying attention to them and so that really shines through you know yeah. through the movie through what you see yeah he doesn't like talk to them like they're kids he, yeah. he almost delivers his lines like they're equals and like because the the part that's coming up to me that could have been differently if if he's like talking like almost like to baby talk to yeah. a kid is uh one of the there's a little kid this little cowboy kid uh named uh tommy moore and he, he walks up the he pours all these uh timmy Timmy, Timmy yeah. Moore. Timmy, uh, I want to yeah. score more. Uh, and Danny, just all these second, this secondhand equipment he pours out mm-hmm. into like this the a car garage that he owns, and he's like, "Oh, everybody, you know, grab some stuff." And like, Merry yeah, Christmas. And like everybody. Timmy grabs a cup and puts it on his face, and he's like, "You know, Timmy, I don't think that goes there." <laughs> he's like, "Timmy, I'm not sure, but I don't think that goes there." Exactly. <laughs> like you could easily be like, "Oh, Timmy, buddy, oh, that doesn't go there, yeah. pal." But he's like, "You know, Timmy, I don't think that goes there." <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes, I'm not sure, but I don't think that goes. It, it's just his sarcasm and his repartee with the kids. Yeah. Just, it's so natural yeah. and free-flowing, and it's never meant to like make the kids feel small. small. Yeah. Like The kids just rise up to, to meet him where he's at in yeah. his delivery and everything like that. Was, that was, uh, was Little Giants released before or after Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Oh, uh, after, after. After. Honey, Honey I Shrunk the, the Kids was, was like 89. 89. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what about the Blew Up the Baby one? Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, I think it was like 90. That's the same year. Was like, Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Because they, uh, kind of a similar dynamic when he talked to Tim, he kind of reminded me of when he talked to two. Yeah. Two, bleh, and talked to his little, whatever his kid's oh, name was. 92 was Honey, 92. I Blew Up okay. the Kid. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I mean, that just goes to show that Rick Moranis is like, 
he's a national treasure. Uh, but also, he he was he was so good at just he's a comedic actor. He was a part of SCTV and the yeah. Second City and stuff like that. So he was great at that. And I, I'm curious how many of those lines were improvised. Yeah. Um, especially the stuff with Ed O'Neill. But he he plays such a convincing kind of like how he you could have seen him as like a dorky you know mm. kind of almost subservient to his brother like it, Kevin's. Um, catchphrase is I knew you'd see it my way. Yeah. Um, and finally Danny rises up and it's convincing that he's the younger brother, kind of the dorky younger brother who rises up against his brother. Yeah. And he's just he's just convincing. Very yeah. first word of the day. Yeah. Very first time he stood up to his brother. And then they, you can kind of tell on the score. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was a big moment for just that character alone. Like yeah. this is my first time I'm gonna stand up to him. So. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I've never seen it your way. I hate your way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're going to our own football team. And then you got the kids outside, and Becky looks like she's still proud of her dad yeah. when he says that. Yeah. I, and that, that part's special to me. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too, because you mentioned earlier when Becky is the best on the practice field and she doesn't get picked, you said that that lowers her confidence. That's also got to, like, shatter her image of her uncle. Because at that point, she Absolutely. like her uncle's her idol. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, she's having you know issues with, with her dad. Um, their mom walked out and you can probably see how she probably blames herself. She probably blames her dad. So she's there looking up to her uncle. So this shatters that image of her uncle. So when finally she sees her dad stand up to his brother mm-hmm. and say, yeah, we're going to start our own football team. You know, we're, I, I don't know anything about football. I never played football, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what my daughter wants to do. And she really wants to play football. And so I'm going to do this for her. And so I'm sure whatever faith she lost in her uncle, she probably gained, you know, exponentially in her dad in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we touched on a few characters mainly right now. We talked about, you know, Danny and Kevin, because mm-hmm. this kind of the, the plot revolves around this sibling rivalry, this, yeah. si- this sibling relationship that kind of comes through. It's um, the center th- of the movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but who are some of your favorite characters? <laughs> so th- I know that that one might be tough. Like, so just just rattle off some of your favorites. Uh, Jake Berman. Yeah. Played by Todd Bosley. Uh, if you've seen this kid, he's like a small, shrimpy kid, like we said, who's got a bowl cut and Big large Coke, know, bottle, Coke glasses. bottle glasses. But he's just, he's so funny. Jake, Todd Bosley himself is good at comedic delivery mm-hmm. as well. Like in addition to this movie, he was he in the movie Jack, with Robin Williams, with Robin yeah. Williams, and then he was in this movie Lloyd, and then he's been in he like he was in some Seinfeld episodes mm-hmm. I think before this or yeah. during this. Yeah. And and so like he's worked and had a chance to, you know, watch some really big comedic talents. Mm-hmm. And he himself is just he uses his very short size to his advantage and mm-hmm. how he delivers things and how he how he like dances and like conducts himself and yeah. stuff. And so uh, Jake Berman's one of my favorite characters just with his entrance into the movie and then once the game happens he he like steps up and like throws his weight around and, mm-hmm. and it's really he just he's silly looking, especially in pads. Mm-hmm. Everything is oversized. His on introduction him. was classic. <laughs> <laughs> Steven mentioned earlier when they were uh, when Danny uh, laid all the Rick Moranis laid all the pads out and all the kids are like digging through stuff and they're all like in their underwear. And so and Jake and a Jake's Berman's mom walks in holding Jake's hand and Zoltek's like, ah, it's a mom. And they like all scatter and hide <laughs> behind cars and stuff like that. And, 
and she's like giving this sob story. She's like, you know, I spent nine months on my back and, you know, we thought we were going to lose him and like, and he was born premature and stuff like that. And the whole time, like the camera's panning to Jake and he's, and he's like got sinuses. (laughs) (laughs) It's this little kid like making these noises and he's like, like wiping his nose. And then like, it gets, she's like finished with her, her, um, her story it goes down. He's like, my shrink told her I gotta get out more. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just, he just, just looks like off, a passive like, shrug. Just, like looks to signs like, wow, yeah. what? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and then the kids like immediately latch on to him because he's like, the Danny and his mom walk out. I guess they're working out logistics. And he's just like standing there, and all the kids are surrounding him. And this this snot bubble is like growing <laughs> on his nose, and uh, they pop it. And he's like, thanks. I needed that. Yeah. So like the whole movie, he's like, yeah, come on, you know. <laughs> and then uh, of course his classic line when they get out there, he's like, I can't see with this thing on. Because like the helmet's way yeah, too the big. Yeah, because the helmet's way too big. Well, like the uh, best line in the movie is like they just find out like through a series of events like Icebox isn't gonna play the final game with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Danny's like, oh wait a minute, guys, I got got your jerseys. And and uh, and uh, Tad's like death shrouds and he's like they got your name on the back and jake's like so the guys at the morgue can identify the bodies bodies. (laughs) that's such a great delivery like you could you could entrust todd bosley to deliver like like a more he had a more mature delivery for a kid to where a joke so a joke like that is like funny you get a kid with a higher pitch voice like oh, so the guys at the market can identify the bodies like, it, like yeah, yeah. yeah but like his his delivery is yeah. great because he, he know he knows how to deliver yeah. it and it all comes back around because he ends up scoring the winning touchdown oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. and he's got a few big hits and stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah jake berman's probably my favorite and then obviously danny o'shea by rick moranis mm-hmm. i've grown a huge appreciation for icebox mm-hmm. like she's just such a badass character yeah. mm-hmm. and and you and you feel you feel how good she is and, and you and you see her as this linchpin for this friend group and she's constantly there like saving them and helping them out mm-hmm. and, and she's like rough and tumble and at the time when you're a kid you're like oh, okay icebox whatever and you latch on to other characters but as i got older i'm like this is a really well developed like female not just kids character but like female character um and then eventually like when she she decides she wants to become a cheerleader, she she doesn't want to play football anymore. She's growing and she, and she you know she wants to be appealing to boys, you know more mm-hmm. notably Junior Junior Floyd. Oh, yeah. And so, towards the end, she becomes a cheerleader. Then in the second half of the movie, Spike, you know one of like the main bad kid, mm-hmm. um, takes Junior out of the game. And then there's just this awesome moment where he's like smugly looking at her, and you can see okay the gloves come off, and she's like screw this it's back to football and she just throw in and you just see her on the field and, and she's just like she's just kicking ass like she throws down her pom-poms and puts her yeah, jersey on part, but she's still got yeah. her skirt on this, the way she stared at him was yeah. so epic like yeah. she was like you really saw the eye of the tiger yeah. and she was like okay i'm i'm pissed i'm going i'm going straight oh, yeah. after this dude and that's awesome because 
Shauna Waldron played it really, really well. Mm -hmm. They wrote that character really, really well. Mm -hmm. She developed really well. You're really rooting for her, mm -hmm. you know, from the beginning of she doesn't get picked, and then she wants to start this team, and then now she's like, you know, having non-football issues. She's like, you know, I'm starting to like boys. Like, the Icebox doesn't like boys. <laughs> and then she, like, is trying to take this other turn, and then it comes back around to football. So, like, they developed her really well, and you mm -hmm. really – she's just one of those kids that you really like in this movie. So, mm -hmm. eventually, when she does get on the field, we, you know, we are finally getting to see her in full football mode, and I think that that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, Icebox, Ed O'Neill does well. There's just so many great characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with some easier ones. Like I like Junior Floyd a lot. Yeah, like, he tro he totally like changed the demeanor of the team. Like he was very encouraging to them. Yeah, like, even in the grocery store, his opening scene or whatever, he yeah. got along with the kids right away. Because he's were a there. stud. They're not yeah. used to that from athletic studs in that mm -hmm, town. Exactly. And like he was a great quarterback, and he pretty much I don't think they would have won without him. Yeah. And uh. Yeah, like his whole dynamic with the team and then, you know, that little connection that him and Becky the Icebox O'Shea had with him. Yeah. And, yeah, you mentioned they couldn't have won without him. That's true because when yeah. Icebox becomes a cheerleader, yep. he steps up and is the captain and is, yep. trying, is running the offense and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's the scene where they have that uh, one-time thing. And oh, then, like, the part where he's like, yeah, one time was so freaking like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> so excited at that yeah. part, and I think Devin Sawa, that was it. That was yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he played that role pretty really well because yeah. uh, I don't know it. I'd have to go with Spike. Spike was an also mm -hmm. great character in the movie, but more so Spike's dad was <laughs> yeah. was more my favorite character, who was played by Brian Haley. Brian Haley. Who Brian was Haley. in Haley? Yeah, he was in a few movies. Baby's I Day Out. Baby's Day uh, Out. Wings. He was he was in the last few seasons of the show Wings. He was in Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was in Mars Attacks. He was the White House secure. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The White House. Anyways, he has uh He's just. Very so over the top. Like he's just like he's jacked on cocaine or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he's exactly. just insane. And uh for the kid well, I named the kids I liked, but probably Kevin O'Shea. Yeah. yeah. Chew, chewing gum all the time. Yeah. He's pretty douchey, but he's also a good guy. Ed so, O'Neill like, was so great in yeah. that role. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, you mentioned Spike's dad. It's like, it's so over the top. Yeah. And he's like this over the top, like, we moved here because of <laughs> Kevin O'Shea. Like, I was just bred as, boy, was bred for football glory. And he's like describing all these things. And he's like, I massage his hamstrings with evaporated milk. <laughs> you know, it's just, so it's like, he's like so neurotic and crazy. And you see like, he's just, he's a nut bar. And in the final game, you see that too. He has his son go out and target Junior Floyd. Like, yeah. he's crazy, but he's got these funny moments too. He's mm -hmm. very competitive. He wants to be a winner. Yeah. Uh, but like Kevin O'Shea, because he like, he diffuses a lot of the situations when yeah. you get mad at him and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Throughout yeah. the movie, like, you're like, oh, I don't like Kevin O'Shea. Why would he do that? And then he sort of diffuses. Like, if yeah. you see the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where he's with uh, in the diner with yeah. Becky yes. O'Shea. I think that was a turning point for a lot of people for that character. Yeah. yeah. So like, she's still torn up about it a little bit, and he asks if she's mad at her. And he's, I think she says no, doesn't she? She says she's not mad about it. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, you got your own football team. Yeah, like she's, she's dejected because, like, Danny's the first one who finds the aforementioned Spike. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Danny and Kevin are told about 
this new kid in town, Spike, who's this who's this animal, this crazy yeah. football player. And, if he uh, were a trout, you wouldn't throw him yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they are racing to go get him, and Danny beats Kevin in this uh, in this comedic like yeah. racing scenario. And uh, Spike is Spike is at his first practice with the Little Giants, and it's not going well. <laughs> and uh, Icebox is ticked off. She's like, you know, this you know this is my team, but her dad is like, her dad is obsessed you know, with is Spike. Is obsessed because Danny's more and more getting closer to the end of the movie, Danny becomes more and more obsessed with beating Kevin. Yeah. And he sees Spike as the way to beat Kevin. Yeah. So Spike is kind of taking over the team. Uh, and again, it's not going well, but Becky kind of runs off. Like Becky leaves practice. Yeah. And she is at the, the diner that is kind of a, 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 the diner in town. Yeah, the, the yeah, diner in town. There's there. a couple, the O'Shea Burger. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. There's a couple of big scenes that happen there. Yeah. But and basically, it's this heartfelt moment with Becky and her uncle, and he's like, and she's she's confiding to him. She's she's like, I thought I wanted to play football, but now there's other stuff, like non-football stuff. And basically, he's like, he's like trying to be realistic with her. He's like, you know, if you know, Junior's not gonna. She has a crush on Junior. She's like, Junior's probably want to date some cheerleader, not some teammate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's these sort of, he, he it's this very human moment with, with Becky to mm-hmm. where, yeah, he gives her that dose of reality, but also he's like building up or encouraging her. And then mm-hmm. before he leaves, she's like, Uncle Kevin, am I pretty? And he's like, no. I think you're beautiful. Yeah, you know? great and, moment. And yeah, then they yeah. play that little score afterwards. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Spike's dad, um, <laughs> Junior Floyd. And uh, Kevin O'Shea, Kevin O'Shea, Kevin O'Shea. Yeah, without gotcha. a doubt. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I uh, Jake Jake Berman's classic. When you're a kid, like Jake Berman's. Oh yeah, hilarious. Oh, he's great. Um, but like, just the kids themselves. Like, there's so many, like, just random one-off moments with the kid, like comedic yeah. moments with the kids, like th- that don't get explained beforehand and don't get elaborated on later. <laughs> like, one of the biggest things is Zoltek when he's summoned. Uh, yeah, when he's whenever he's summoned, he's like, "You rang," <laughs> which is from the Adams family. <laughs> And it's never said. He never mentions that he's a Adams Family fan. It's never alluded to, and it's never, it's never paid attention to. Just it's just it's never addressed. Zoltek, he's like you rang. Yeah. He, he only does it twice, so it's yeah. not overkill. Yeah. But and he's wearing a, his helmet as a Darth Vader helmet <laughs> yeah. without like the, yeah. the front face. See, I didn't on realize it. that until I watched it with you guys. I was like, is that? Darth Vader's helmet and Steven Bursal Evan. Yeah, that's that's his helmet. That's what he wears for practice. <laughs> but like he's like you ran then in, in the one of the first plays that the Giants have in the final game in the in the first half is uh Junior's going over a play and someone's like, like, huh? They're like, wait, what are you talking about? And uh Timmy Moore's like here. And he <laughs> looks like on his stomach. And the plays on his stomach. It's never it's never developed. He's not he's not a character in that mm-hmm. movie that has to remember plays by writing them on himself and stuff like that. It's just it's just a random moment. Yeah. Because at that point in the movie, you're really trying to hit home that they are so outmatched. And mm-hmm. so it's so like the field is tilted uh, in in the in the way of the Cowboys, and like you're really trying to show that these Giants have no idea what they're doing. So they're just pulling out all the stops in terms of like silly one-off, ridiculous moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really palatable how improvised their equipment is. Like it's really yeah. palatable how they are a ragtag right. group of yeah. group of kids, and their coach is like doesn't know what he's doing because you see the Giants training facility. 
mm-hmm. they have all this professional equipment, that, or uh, the Cowboys, and then you see the Giants training facility, and it's, it's like Danny's garage. It's Danny's garage. Like they have like they're running through uh, these cones that are set yeah, up yeah. kind of horizontally, and that's how they're practicing like running through yeah. traffic and stuff like that, and like. They're like they're doing the whole tire running through tires and stuff, and yeah. it, it's just you. They make they do a really good job of it's showing like Rocky how, Four. Yeah, you know, it, Drago has a professional training facility. Yeah. Rocky has the elements. Yeah, and then also it shows through the game how like they're they're going on their wits, yeah, and not so much on their on their talent. Yeah, uh, Rat, but, Tad gets a handoff and he's just running in circles. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! <laughs> yeah, blow the, and then he gets tackled. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just going back to like those just random comedy moments, like the kicker is this little Asian kid. (laughs) um, And he, during the, there's the montage before the game of everybody preparing, they're all, they're all preparing and he's putting on eye black and he starts, he takes his glasses off and he's like putting on under his (laughs) eyes. And then there's a couple scenes of other kids and they go back and he's putting it all over his face (laughs) and he's got like, it's It's like concentration. Yeah, And what's great is he's not like giggling or anything like that. He's just concentrating. Putting it on, and you can, <laughs> you, can you can see at the at the end of that scene, he's like looking in the mirror. He's like, yeah, very happy yeah. with himself. Yeah. Uh, and it's admittingly that's also funny to me as a kid because he's he he's an Asian kid with a black bowl cut. <laughs> yes. um, I realized, you know, I I don't want it to be funny because of some Asian stereotype that's been perpetuated over the years. But it's a silly um, situation. It's yeah. a silly situation because the kid is, the kid is funny and like randomly he just walks out of a locker like. <laughs> yeah. and, no and, and, and starts ooh, banging his ooh, ooh, banging his yeah. helmet against the locker. Yeah, and like nobody brings attention to it. Yeah, that's why it's You're funny. You're not coming to my birthday. So oh my gosh, yeah. the huddle scene. I think you have somewhere in your notes of like our favorite scene. The yeah. scene in the huddle is the one that I quote the most because I think that's the most perfectly written for kids scene I've ever seen. That that in scene? A kids movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the demise of the little giants. So like, that's no, it. it's their first huddle. It's oh. the first, yeah. yeah. After that, it's not like brought up again. It's not until Becky leaves and Junior leaves. They're like, oh, the guys, yeah, they, they lose Spike. All, they lose Spike, Becky, and Junior Floyd all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's like, later. Now we got this, nothing. Yeah, this this first huddle scene. Danny's like, okay, this is a huddle. This is a huddle, and like Zoltek's outside the huddle, looking around, and finally gets them all together. And they drop this play to where they hand it off, and someone's like, wait, 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 how come you never drop any plays for me? It's like you're tackled, dipheads. It's like, hey, nobody calls me dipheads except my sister, <laughs> and just stuff like that. And and they're like, guys, guys, I'll run the ball. It's like you always run the ball. Why can't I run the ball? How about I run the ball? <laughs> it's just and then, chaos. And then Hannon said something to him. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, cuz you're. <laughs> And uh, that oh yeah, because the the kicker's like, why can't I run the ball? He's like, cause you're slow and no one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's it's like, like well, you're, you're not coming, coming to my birthday. birthday. Like, so what? <laughs> and so like they they're pushing each other, but then it just goes right back to them yeah, practicing. That scene is so. That's always a scene that I draw upon, and and like I always quote it whenever people brings up anything from that scene, uh-huh. and it's just. It's probably to me the most well written scene of dialogue for kids because that's such a natural like interaction for a kid. It's not even football related. You're not invited to my birthday party. <laughs> so what? Because you're slow and no one likes you. <laughs> yes. No one likes you. Yeah. Golly. But it just shows just kind of good. how it just can bounce off of yeah. it can bounce off of a kid. Yeah. Uh so Dave, Matt mentioned one of his favorite scenes. Like what are some of your favorite scenes? Oh man. 
I mean that's not my favorite scene, okay, but it's, well, definitely, okay, well, it's, it's one. It's one of it's one. It, I think it, it does yeah. a good. It illustrates really well the dynamic yeah, between yeah, yeah. the kids. Yeah, I sorry, Dave. No, go you ahead. go ahead. Say your favorite scene. My favorite. I mean, well, I'm inter- I'm interested. My favorite scene is the locker room scene. Yeah, before it, the second half, the one time speech. Yes, because far. because you know they're dejected, they're defeated. They're like we're down twenty one nothing. It's like it's like yeah, we really creamed them by showing up. And he's like you know put us on the injured list. And it, that goes back to at the beginning of the movie, Danny doesn't get picked by his brother like when they're younger, and he's like, "I'm I'm on the injured list," you know. Yeah. And so he's like, "There's a scene where it's like it's zooming in on him, and basically he's just telling him like, you guys have it in you, like yeah, my brother beat me nine times out of ten, but I did beat him that one time, and they're going around all these times that they've you know come out ahead and succeeded in something." And he's like, yeah, those Cowboys are bigger and faster. But even if they beat you 99 times out of 100, that still leaves them like one time. Once and, they, and then they, they get their confidence and they yeah. realize that they have that triumph in them and mm-hmm. that they can do this. Yeah. So they're like, you know, yeah, we could lose 99 times out of 100, but that one time we can win and that's going to be today. Yeah. Like it's just the, the John Debney score and these kids realizing mm-hmm. that they have success within them and that they're not losers. They're not on the fringe that I know it's just very empowering, especially yeah. for these kids. And then right. they just come out buzzing like they have to put you in a body bag. It's like prepare to eat grass. Like it's just this aggression that they have. It, uh-huh. It's that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Oh yeah. Best part. One of the best parts. Oh, uh, a character we haven't talked about was uh, Johnny, Johnny Vinero. Yeah, Vinero. Johnny Vinero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was played by John Paul S- uh, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he actually passed away recently. Yeah, he yeah. passed away when last year. Uh, I think close. I think like at the right at the beginning of like this year. Oh, I don't. Really? He, he's one of those like ones in January that you see like somebody some YouTube channel is going to do like an in memoriam and you're like oh yeah he did pass away like right yeah. at the beginning of the year but he unfortunately passed away he was also in the show Grace Under Fire yeah um yep. which spike um Sam Horgan Sam Horgan yeah. was ended up yeah. taking his spot in that show yeah. but yeah Johnny Venero yeah the part obvious i mean you probably know where this is going but like yeah throughout the whole movie his dad is a very a traveling business yeah, guy yeah. And you just see, like, he's always, like, depressed. I guess his mom's not in the picture, yeah. it seems like. And he's just kind of like an independent kid. He played, And then, like, his introduction was Becky was like, hey. And then, like, he ends up joining the team when, she, when his father ends up leaving. Saying yeah, they're he's like, what about him? A couple days. Yeah, like, the, like, hey. The yeah. kids are walking by his yeah. house as they're, like, recruiting their football team. And they see his dad run off, and they see how depressed he is. And she's like, hey. You want to play some football? Yeah. And, like, he joins the team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, throughout the movie, you see him pretty depressed. Even before the pregame, his dad leaves. So, you know, he's got it in his head, like, he's not going to show up at the game. But yeah. that whole scene and the score and everything, when when they're he's like, you can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Yes. And then uh, – and then Becky tosses it to him, and he's like, what do I do? And then Becky's like, run to him. He's, then he sees his dad. He's like, dad? And, oh, my gosh, his dad's over on the end zone. He's running. He's dodging tackles. Yeah. He's running real fast. The and whole he finally, team's like, dad, 
dad like he's so <laughs> happy to see his dad yeah then when he finally makes it and gives him a big hug yeah i can't help but get emotional to that scene. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and I, I just love it basically any scene where the the you just watch those kids score touchdowns it's just so oh emotional then, i think those are my favorite parts yeah. rat's head scores the first one. Oh my god my son scored a touchdown yeah, like, that's yeah. his dad. and then dad their parents so happy. their parents reactions make it even better it's yeah uh, i think that scene by far is yeah it takes the cake for me definitely so. yeah and it's just what's great too is you you paint the picture of these kids parents are you they're, they're you, right you, there with yeah, them you, you look you but you, you look at them and you're like yeah these are the parents of like some ragtag kids i mean the parents are likable like zoltek's yeah. parents have like a sausage company or yeah, whatever a- um and uh and like Hanan's Hanan's parents are like really supportive and like they're you can tell his dad is like once an athlete for a kid but he he like he loves his son enough to where like yeah. okay you may not be the best but I'll work with you and like yeah. Tad's dad is a mailman and like yeah. like yeah. his his reaction said oh he's like yeah. oh my god my son's going to touchdown yeah, it's the blue collar yeah. people of the town I think the exactly. best parent reaction is Hanan's dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, Hanan's dad is like that's uh, my boy that's yeah, like his, when he's running Hanan's down the field. dad always has a camera in his hand. He's always yeah. filming. And Hanan's problem the whole the whole movie is he can't, can't catch the ball. So like, yeah. there's a hilarious moment in the first half to where he puts uh, stickum on his hand, and uh, they're like, "Hanan, we're gonna throw it to you. You ready?" He's like, "Got it." And he's showing everybody he's got stickum. Like, "All right, break!" And he like he 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 forgets for a second he's stickum and he claps his hands together. And he's like he's like, he can't get him he can't get him. Undone. He's like, uh oh, uh oh, and then like, uh, and he's frantic. He's like, uh, uh, uh. and then he like gets the hand stuck to his jersey. And he's like, <laughs> and like, Junior still throws it to him. It's like mm-hmm. hits him in the back of the head. And it hits yeah. him in the back of the head. Uh, but when they finally get back to him and he gets a, he gets a play for himself. And they're like, we're going to throw to you, Hanan. And he's like, oh, crud. Yeah. He's a silver streak to Hanan onto, or maybe that was, catch the ball. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, finally, like, he, he finally catches it because his biggest thing was just imagine it as a toilet paper roll. Because oh, yeah. he could catch everything except the football. Yeah. So he imagined it as, as it was going through the air as a toilet paper roll. And he catches it, and he's, he's running up the field. And his dad's like, all right, that's my ball. Yeah, and like and he finally he scores. scores, and like they, it, it's great because the score always hits that crescendo whenever yeah. they score, and his dad's like, ah, he's like crying and yeah. stuff like that, and it's like that's what just that whole second half is just every single touchdown that's scored, every single point in the music, yeah. every reaction from the parent, Danny's reaction, he's yeah. so genuinely like overjoyed. We I mean, scored, we scored a touchdown. Yeah, I mean the the first time that all the fans go crazy is junior gets a like junior has like a qb sneak and he breaks for a yard and the the ref is going up to measure where the ball is and hayden's like hey guys look and he's like like, second second and nine and the zoltex dad is like they gained a yard and everyone's like joyful and like um jake starts like dancing and stuff like that we got one yard so like they're just so they're they just want to be there, and yeah. the parents just want them to be there. They just and want their kids to have fun exactly. and like feel included. And like it's like you know, my our our kids are accomplishing something. Yeah. You know, we love our kids for who they are, yeah. but this is what they want to do, and they're like they're doing it. Like they're and you know they're they're accomplishing. They're scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. They're making big plays, and man, just that whole last scene 
just the reactions from the parents. And then when Jake's running in for that final touchdown, he's like, I'm going to score a touchdown. I'm going to score a touchdown. Yeah, his yeah. mom's like, come on, come on. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and like he, he, it's great. Cause like, it's not, he, he, you have to throw in the comedy there. Like Jake's, he's not paying attention. He runs into the goal post. He's like, <laughs> and he lands backwards. And that's, it's like the build, the build, the build. And then finally the big crescendo hits for the music. Yeah. Like just this jubilation. And Danny's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like great. everybody's sliding down and yeah. like all the kids are like they're shaking each other yeah. and they're happy and so and that's the thing the shots of the kids they're like oh my we did it we did you yeah. know it's just it's that's the, the big we did it yeah um and and what's also great is kevin isn't outraged like no, kevin's just not, whenever whenever the team lowers his head yeah, yeah like whenever the the giants score only on one play is he like, all right, get everybody back here because the Giants tied. Yeah. And he scored 21 unanswered points. But, like, this goes back to, like, how great of a character Kevin O'Shea is. Like, he has those moments where he is a douche. But then, yeah. like, when Junior... Like we said several yeah, times. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. Spike targets Junior and uh, he goes up to... After that happens and Spike gets, like, a penalty against him. He's Hammersmith? Like, he's like, Hammersmith. He goes up to Spike's dad and he's like, your son pulls a stunt like that again. You're both out of here. And he's like, come on, I thought you wanted to win. He's like, not like that. Yeah, and like, and so when, he wants to be honorable. Yeah, it, it's as the game's going on, he's starting to see that the Giants have some life in him. Yeah. And so you can see he's starting to, like, you know, fret and kind of be like, oh, shoot, you know. It's yeah. Like, even when they score, gain a yard, he's like, one yard. Don't mean nothing. Yeah, you know? but they come out for the second half and like Danny, like everybody is like pumped and Danny is like, he's ready to go. And he's like, you know, I didn't think you'd show. And he's like, tell the mayor not to bet on the Cowboys in the second yeah. half. He's like, know? yeah, well, that's my field. He's like, yeah, well, we got the ball. And instead of like being outraged, he's like, okay. Like oh, yeah, he's got yeah. this look on his face. Like, okay. Yeah. I think the part they didn't emphasize was like, the Cowboys already thought that they won that game. Right. So they weren't trying that whole second half that hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. I think the full turn from Kevin comes when Becky goes in the game and Spike's dad's like, whoa, 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 what's that cheerleader doing out there? He's like, some he he's not like, what the, Danny, get Becky off the field, mm-hmm. get Icebox off the field. He's like, it's not, it's no cheerleader, that's my niece Becky. She's pissed. Yeah. You know, that's, so, you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's so good. And, and like, I don't, like, as a kid, emotionally, I was like, it didn't like, hit me i was like yeah, yeah they won but now every time i watch that second half i get choked up like yeah. like if i'm being honest and I, I think we were watching it with your girlfriend dave she'd never seen it before mm-hmm. and the the three of us like we had never watched it with you before but the three of us were like oh man it's so great it's like oh i'm getting choked up over here yeah. and stuff like that just because like it's just it's so great to watch oh yeah like all the touchdowns i think i get teary-eyed over because yeah. like you watch them at their lowest and then you finally see them like yeah like that golden redemption sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think the – I got to be honest, The probably the reason why I liked uh, Viper, Johnny's mm-hmm. touchdowns, probably because yeah. of the comparison because I lost my dad. Right. So mm-hmm. that part yeah. always gets to me a little I bit. I can see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just the kid – it helps that the kids weren't obnoxious during the movie. Yeah. Like, n- they're... It's, it comes back to the kids being really likable. Yeah. It's yeah. these... It makes these moments, like, very emotional. Yeah. And you're, like, really, really rooting for them. Yeah. Like, it, like Johnny has a few points, like, where he's like, you can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. <laughs> yeah. it, it works because he wasn't, 
whiny the whole movie. Yeah. Like he wasn't always, well, like they're like, well, let's Stop do this. Stop trying to pitch to Johnny. Or, or like they're saying, oh, let's do this. He's like, oh, I'm waiting for my dad. Like yeah. he's just, he's just, he's a part of the squad. Yeah. It's uh, just, these kids are a part of the team with one another. Yeah. Not to mention the poor guy gets kicked in the groin in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the, you, it's just the, the Giants game just starts off horror. The Cowboys get the ball first. Yeah. So the uh, Giants so kick the Giant, off. Yeah, the Giants, just from the first kickoff, um, the kicker, Marcus Toji, yeah. I don't remember the character's name, mm-hmm. but he comes in and Johnny's holding the ball. He's like, down, set, go. And he comes and uh, he kicks him in the nuts on accident, <laughs> which Poor leads guy. to Harry Shearer, who plays the uh, the, 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 anou- the football announcer. Oh, yeah. So someone's holding about a pound of ant, but he's up under, and that's a live ball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then what's great is after, the sh- after they score the first touchdown, it shows uh, Johnny again. It shows Johnny's like, uh, like it shows the kicker he's like yeah. down sit and like they showed a shot he's wearing a cup now. yeah he's like, go and like the kicker he's like Ugh. he's like waiting for the waiting for the worst and the kicker kicks it over the goalpost and he's like yes i've done it. like church music <laughs> church organ in the and background like his echo. voice echoes yeah. yeah uh but yeah it's it, that that last scene just every everything clicks everything yeah. works and mm-hmm. and there's there's very few like ah uh, jeez like, like yeah. parts in this movie yeah the there's only, not a lot of cringeworthy moments and and that's that's what makes the last scene really effective yeah, yeah. is that everything was built so well up to yeah, that point exactly. yeah and i think the only cringy part for me there's there's a couple as a kid um, and as an now, as and now it kind of makes up for it because like her reaction is like yeah. is funny the way she reacts. But there's a part where like Becky's like really trying to get in Become touch with pretty with, with, yeah. with her yeah, girl yeah. with her more girly side, and she's putting lipstick on, and she's looking in the mirror, and she's like, "Give me a J, give me a U." Gimme and then she's spelling out Junior's name and I'm like, uh but then like Danny comes in and her reaction's like she's really frantic and threatened it's, like, it's a cherry tootsie pop. Yeah, he's like, What do you have on your lips? She's like, It's a cherry tootsie pop. Yeah. And like her reactions are pretty good. But the only other part that I'm not I'm like, uh is uh bef- like before we get to the scenes before the final game, like at night when it's showing all the players and what they're doing, uh Becky visited Kevin's house and her aunt is like the cheerleading coach or whatever. Yeah. She has a cheerleading uniform and Danny's like, well, what do you, what do you have in there? And like, uh, she's like, she's being secretive about it. And he's like, Oh, come on. My little fullback doesn't like keep secrets from me. And the whole little fullback mom mm. used to call me her little princess. Like that whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, Egh. but yeah. also I'm just like, your mom left. What's your, like, why are you still so like, I get it. You're attached. Your kids are attached to their you mom. That from the womb. Figure, like you, yeah. you, I get it. But then I was like, why are you so like, your dad's the one raising you. Your mom yeah. left. Mom left, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but then that kind of resolves itself to where Danny finally—that's his wake-up call—that he's become yeah. too entrenched in beating Kevin. Because Icebox opens his eyes to it, and the scene with them before the game is like he—he—he's—he's he's okay. Like he, yeah. he puts her cheerleading uniform on her nightstand, and like kisses her on the head. Um, so he's he, like, he's like, okay, like I'll. I'll do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know. and it's also cool because when she walks in as a cheerleader, the, there's this look of horror on all the kids' faces <laughs> in the locker room. Like but Danny has a look of gone. like pride. Yeah, and he's, he, got a he's smile like on he's his like face. she she made it like I'm I'm happy with whatever I'm she pr- does. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so like everybody's freaking out except her. So Dave, I I I really like your connection with Johnny's part. Um, I'm glad you know you kind of 
said why, you know, I know it's hard to be transparent about something like that, but what are some, some of your guys' other favorite memories? Like what are, like, I mean, I'm sure one of the thing, one of the good memories you have is watching it with your dad. Oh yeah. I remember that. Um, I, there's another favorite memory. Well, there is, I, I have to mention the part where like the part where she's like, do you think I'm pretty? And my, and then Kevin O'Shea said no. And then my dad turned it off to rewind it. And then he pressed play again. She starts smiling. He's like, why would she smile? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear the most important part. <laughs> and then uh, he rewound it. And we watched it over again. So <laughs> I, just, I just like to think you guys were watching the tape and your dad walks in from work and you're like, yeah, oh, I wanted to watch it. He yeah. starts it over. That's, that's what he did. Like when we, when I would watch a movie he hadn't seen, he would, you know, like he'd get home from work, he'd stop it and start it over. And that, that had to be, that was the part where he stopped it on <laughs> always remember that no my, one another part of my f- is i wouldn't notice it if i didn't watch the commentary yeah yeah this is the brian haley yeah, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his look when he gets into the car he's he kind of looks like did i say my line right or something yeah uh, well, but, well and too like he it's that and it's funny because that particular scene you're talking about spike has been practicing with danny's team for a little bit and then it's the night before the, it's the day before the game and like kevin whips around in his ferrari and his corvette yep. and with you know spike's dad and, and uh you know it's after spike's dad realizes he was talking to the wrong o'shea mm-hmm. and uh kevin uh they're going to pick up Spike to finally be on the Cowboys. And, like, as Spike's getting in the car, like, the look on Spike's dad is, like, looking back, is, like, eyeing all the kids. And he's got this look of disgust on his face. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just a really <laughs> funny background sort of moment. Uh, something worth mentioning. I know this isn't really a memory, but Shauna Waldron, who's Becky O'Shea, O'Shea yeah. like, in the, in the movie – she has a crush on Junior Floyd and despises Spike, but in real life it was the other way around. She well, dated and Spike during that. Yeah, part. Yeah. In fact, she was a part of why uh, Horgan, Sam Horgan, yeah, got yeah. got casted. Yeah, She's yeah. Like she got she chose him to play because they that asked role. her. They're like, "Who do you think would be good for this?" She's like, "Oh, I mean, he he's, he he would be good." When really she thought he was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> and Junior Floyd, yeah, apparently he picked on her a lot of yeah, the, yeah. the movie. Yeah. And, from what I understand, it was like, it I was think. pretty playful. Yeah. yeah, but she she had kind of a kind of a funny relationship with Devin Sawa yep. behind the scenes. And then there's a scene where like he tackles her, and she apparently improv that scene where she uh, pushes him back. When down. he gets back she's up, like, she's All right, like, "Stay Ice down, Fox, you can you can get off me now." <laughs> she's like, "Oh, okay." So he gets up and she pushes him back. Yeah, because apparently he said something that made her want to hit him, yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, and then when he sits back up, she just impro- steps. That part was improv where she yeah. slams his head back down. Right. Stay down. <laughs> I like that part too. Yeah. And also, um, when we watched it on Wednesday with you and Stephanie, you were like, was that O'Neal wearing a hairpiece? And, and we're, we're like, like no, well, no, I don't he wasn't think wearing so. A hairpiece. He's like, you, you, his hair was really thin as Al Bundy. And we're like, yeah. well, you know. Well, no, you know, whatever. But then, like, in the commentary, they said he wore a hairpiece. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Did he's he? like, yeah. Dave was right. Because we were like, Dave knew that. Why did he ask? It's like he didn't know, but I don't know if you did know. Yeah, uh, that, that it is weird seeing him. Like I've been binge watching Married with Children recently, mm-hmm. and I think I'm up to like season four in the middle of it. Yeah, and just to watch that movie during the middle of that, mm-hmm. it's like you got Al Bundy, and then you got just some star, former star athlete. Yeah, and, and chews gum all the time. He's yeah. got sunglasses on. He's a stud. Yeah, it's just kind of weird seeing him like that after binge watching. 
Uh, Al Bundy. Hair, and so yeah, there is episodes where Al Bundy is balding, and yeah, I just noticed Ed O'Neill's hair isn't. It's not like thick, thick like full, in Little yeah. Giants. So mm-hmm. I, I was wondering, is that is that a wig? Yeah. So. Yeah, Stephen, you asked about favorite memories. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think some of mine were in elementary school, like going into middle school and stuff like that uh, during the summer, like summer mm-hmm. vacation, and getting having that DVD and like just without a care in the world. You're a kid on summer vacation. It's like a an app like a Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to watch little giants and mm-hmm. just the, the feelings of warmth and happiness that that movie still gives me. Yeah. Like when the, the first shot comes on in the credits and like all this stuff, just there's the John Debney score really, um, ingrains it has ingrained itself in me and mm-hmm. like really gives me the feeling of like, I love this movie. Like yeah, I can't, sure. I can't wait to start laughing. There's just, there are some some of those movies where you sit there and like I could go without watching this. Like uh-huh. I've seen it so many times, but with that, every time it starts back up, and I'm I'm like I'm still not tired of this movie. So, mm-hmm. so those those are some of my favorite memories. Were sort of that childhood whimsy and and yeah. sort of not recklessness, but sort of there you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, when you're a kid and you could just watch Little Giants on a Thursday afternoon during yeah. summer vacation. Yeah, and also it's been a point of connection with some people too, like yeah. uh, Jeremy, who we had on. Uh, at this point, will be a couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, his wife loves it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, were, I mean, we were friends with his wife before they were married, and that was one of the first movies we quoted. We quote yeah. movies with her all the time. Like, yeah, all was, the time. I was with you guys. Yeah. When we, it was me. It was me and you guys, and then her, and we said, "It's do or die." Uh-huh. Win, win or cry. cry. And we all like, said the go, same go, thing. Go, go, go. Yeah. Like there, there, there were times in conversation where we're just talking with Jess or we're talking with somebody and somebody will say something that will trigger, especially yeah. there's the first face off between Icebox and Spike. And as soon Aren't as you a girl, anything yeah. will trigger that. And the three of us have to quote the whole thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, like it's almost with, a curse like, with, with pride, not a, oh, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to do this, but like, it's, you know, we do it and they're like, okay, what were we talking about? Yeah. But that's one of the first movies we, we quoted with her. And like, we were watching that with her and like, um, just that connection to our friend Jess. And then also, yeah, just connecting with other people with, with it. Dave. And like, with Dave. Yeah. That was one of the things we yeah. connected with Dave for the first time. I mean, I used to work with Dave and we were always like, he's always dropping little giants, like yeah. references and stuff like that. And just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like with anything that can be mm-hmm. a connection with people. This has just sure. been a connection with a lot of people. Yeah. That's what I knew most about Jess, Jessica, Jess, Je- Jess, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like when I first met her, or it was on Facebook or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, she likes Little Giants. We're yeah. automatically friends, right. or something yeah, exactly. like that. And I said that to her, and she's like, not only, or she said like, oh yeah, we're definitely friends or something. But yeah. that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was like, yeah. yeah, nobody, a lot of people do not remember that movie. Like yeah. my brother-in-law, I asked that's him. So crazy. I asked my. One of my best friends, David Garrett, if he's seen it, yeah. he say like maybe parts of it. I was just oh, like, yeah. I can't believe it. This is it's a great '90s movie. I yeah. think it's it should be a cult classic. I think know? I agree. Like, yeah. I, I I like it better. Like Sandlot's a classic, but I I like it way better than Sandlot. Oh yeah. But also, it's cool. It's also going back to like Jess. She was the icebox growing up. Like yeah, she was sure. she was like the tomboy like athlete, and so I think she identified 
with the icebox. We're mm-hmm. going to be having her on soon, and I'd like to like briefly ask her yeah. some of her thoughts and memories with oh, the yeah. movie. Yeah. But um, you mentioned the Sandlot, yeah, and and this was part of that early to mid '90s wave of sports movies that mm-hmm. had either an underdog, you know, group of kids or a smart-ass group of kids. You know, the Mighty Ducks, the Sandlot, stuff like that. I like this one more because I like the whole team like mm-hmm. i like everyone on the team mm-hmm. i think the repartee is funny is funnier i think the moments of success and triumph are mm-hmm. more satisfying yeah. to me um mighty ducks is very similar to little giants mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and i love that movie but i can't get behind like some of the i find some of the kids annoying some same thing with sandlot i don't like everyone there mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's just it. There's just to me. There's a distinguishable difference between the movies, and I think I just like Little Giants better. Yeah, like it's funny because a 13 year old like in Sandlot could deliver the same line differently than a 10 year old in Little Giants, but it's it's more funny coming from a 10 year old because it. I think teenagers there's kind of the stigma that they you know they can all you know innately be like annoying because they're angsty but a 10 year old says something that could they don't have that self-awareness yet exactly um i don't know how like we're gonna go to break here in just a second um well you can give kind of your closing thoughts on little giants uh, but then we're gonna go to break i don't know how we didn't talk about there's nfl nfl pros in this movie like there's so the thing so to set it up uh junior icebox are are they're gone like they're 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 like, you know, Junior is like, you know, come on, guys. Like, like Spike goes, and they're all getting at each other's throats. And that's another funny thing because, like, uh, like Zoltex, like, you know, maybe, you, you know, maybe if you learn a block, you jerk. And Tad's like, hey, Zol- Zoltex, why don't you have another Pop-Tart? Yeah, fuck, boy. Can't jump in your big mouth. What? No. Like, that, that's Ridiculous. hilarious. And they're all yeah. getting pissed off at one another. Junior's like, like Danny's like, come on, guys. And Junior's like, yeah, listen to Coach. Break it up. And he's like, oh, why don't you shut up, Junior? You're so good. It makes us sick. Yeah. And, like, Junior's like, you don't want me to play? No problemo. And no problemo. And, uh, and Icebox like, way to go. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have a team. And, uh... The, the kicker, uh, Marcus Tolofia, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, Toji. Tolofia. Toji. Marcus Toji. Um, he's like, Why don't, if maybe if you would stop drooling and play a little more football, yeah. like we do better. And she's like, and she like leaves. So they've lost three of their biggest players. I mean, Spike really wasn't going to make a difference. And uh, the team's falling apart. The team's falling the team's apart. Done, almost and done like, for. And Tad is like just riding his bike down like a dirt dirt road which has training wheels on it he's like who am i kidding i am a dipstick yeah and then, and then this, this, this bus, bus pulls comes up, pulling up and john madden's like we don't know we're on our way to the hall of fame we don't know where we are you know yeah, and, and then and basically takes them back to the, the yeah, garage he, he's like hey guys i think it's time to play some ball and like <laughs> he because he, the their their clubhouse um, like the little giants clubhouse is, ha- is established kind of at the beginning of the movie too. Like when we get our first dose of how the kids are going to interact with one another, Hanan has one of the best lines. He's like, there goes my shot at the pros. Now I'm going to have to become a Senator. <laughs> and, uh, Zoltek's like, this one's for, uh, this one's for, uh, Murphy, Murphy, Patterson and Briggs too. And like he farts and all the kids like, Oh, that stinks. (laughs) Uh, but just to set up like they're, they have this clubhouse and Tad's like, uh, guys, let's play some ball. And he opens up the door and it's Emmett Smith. Who's one of the greatest rushers of all time. Bruce Smith, um, Tim Brown and Steve Edmund, who like, he's a real estate developer. Edmund. I never, 
whatever. He's not. He's he didn't do anything in the NFL. Uh, he they did it because they're like, we need one more player. You, you're tough looking, um, but he's a, like a real estate developer now. But they all like help the kids and give them confidence and stuff like that. Uh, but that, I mean, I don't know how I, I can't believe we hadn't started talking about that yet. Yeah. So basically, that's where that's where they start teaching the kids and they start getting some confidence. Mm-hmm. It's that's, also, yeah, sorry. No, I was just gonna say that's also where one of the best lines comes. Steve Etman is like trying to get Zoltek to get the fear out of his eyes and like you know to start hitting people. And he's like, remember it. Football's 80% mental, 40% and he physical. Winks. He winks. Yeah. And he winks. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they turn around and there's a, there's like a pause. And Zoltek's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also important because John Madden actually kind of like modifies the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah the final like play to win play. the game. Yeah. Fun fact. That was actually used in the NFL. Was it? I think. And then they got, it got banned. I was looking it up. The fumble ruski, yeah, it's fumble, fumble ruski, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Kevin yells fumble ruski, fumble ruski. Yeah, the last play of the game. I also like how at the end, um, at like Danny's like, got any advice for us, coach? He's like talking to John Madden. He's like, yeah, good luck. And he's like, wait, that's it? And he's like, listen, like, like have this is like these kids teach these kids to have fun and like be a family with one another. Yeah, you know, and you know, just sure. you know it it's not all about winning. Like have that sense of camaraderie is one of the most important things. And he's like, you know, I wasn't, you know, we didn't always have the biggest and fastest guys, but you know, like with a good coach like yourself teaching and nurturing, you know, their want to like be, to be friends with one another and to play like that, that's all you need. So like, good luck. I also thought it was kind of funny. Like they had that big ass bus, but only four people on it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Three of the four of them are Hall of Famers, yeah. which is pretty yeah. cool. Emmett Smith was one of my favorite players. Uh, one, he was a Florida Gator, but he was an awesome running back for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys, yeah. which is kind of the little bit of irony there. He was the beneficiary. Not This isn't taken away from any of his accomplishments, and I can get into this on another episode, but... Not, he was the beneficiary of a great uh, of a great offensive line. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna leave it there. I oh, think Barry awesome. Sanders would have easy would have easily broken the rushing record, but uh, we'll talk about that yeah. on a different day. I think, but to give him credit, he is he is one of the most inspiring lines. He's like, I wasn't always the biggest. I always, I wasn't always the fastest, but I knew inside of me I was a giant. Yeah, yeah. So it's so just, there you go. You know, you the pull, little giant. And then Bruce Smith is like he teaches them about intimidation, which also it harkens to the scene to where they're gonna put these Alka Seltzer tabs in yeah. the mouth. And uh, another great Jake Berman line. Yeah, he's like, he's, I use these for acid indigestion. <laughs> and there's a a side kid who's like, what are we gonna use them for? And he's like, intimidation. This deep voice. Yeah. Like his intimidation. And they put the tabs in the mouth and they start frothing and front foaming from the mouth. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's great. It's great. If you, if you all haven't noticed already, we have a great love and admiration for this movie. I'm and looking th- at our framed movie poster yeah. of it right yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. We have a framed movie poster of it in our dining room, which, uh, I think that's all you need to know about how much we love this movie. Yeah. It's so, crazy. I, yeah. I guarantee you I've seen that movie way more than you guys, and you guys know the quotes better than I do. It's just, I, just it, we have this thing with memory retention, but it, but the things we remember aren't really important, and then yeah. things that are important, it's yeah. tough to remember. I don't know. It's a weird thing we have since we were kids, but, yeah. I mean, I think you're still... You, I mean, you still... you. 
You still know. I mean, it's not a competition. I'm just saying, saying, like, I. It's just amazing how you guys know the lines better than I do. Like, I guess I don't really pay attention to the quotes and stuff as well. Like, you guys can quote one of my all-time favorite movies better than I can. Hook. Yeah. Like, uh, and even Angels in the Outfield. (laughs) Like, you guys. Yeah. I don't like. I could say a part, and I don't fully know the quote, and then you guys could just. You can relive that whole scene just by listening to you guys talk about the dialogue in <laughs> Little Giants. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's, thank you. Why are you... Stop we, making, why are you noise. making noise. I don't know. <laughs> so because you're jealous, you're going to sabotage our podcast. <laughs> I get what you're doing. Yeah, I was Water crushing bottles. empty bottles. <laughs> you're going to crush them up again. Every time we try to talk, you crush them up against the microphone. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, huh? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to round out the show and uh, have a little uh, question of what you've been getting into. So that's what we're going to be doing when we come back to the Radcast. The funny thing is, like, I remember asking Stephen what his favorite, like, closer to the time I was getting ready to leave the company. I asked Stephen what his favorite moment of me was, and he said when I broke my ankle. <laughs> I'm like, really, Stephen? That's like, hilarious. Oh, I got. I know what I was going to ask. Matt, did you ever reach out to any of the cast or crew? No, I didn't. What the I heck? Know. You compiled. You did. You compiled a list of there's allegedly their social medias. But not one of them had blue check marks verified on oh. any on any outlet, which doesn't necessarily mean it's like right. Rick Moranis legit yeah, yeah. has Twitter. Yeah, yeah, um, and a website you can reach out to. Yeah, him, I think. But we were kind of getting down to the wire, and we were chomping at the bit to do the episode. And I thought and I was be, anxious to do it. Too. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought. Like, when be, are we doing? Your, when are we doing my episode? I thought it'd be very last minute to work out logistics if someone did mm-hmm. say yes, which would have been awesome. Yeah, excuses but, are like assholes. Everybody's yeah. got one, but. They don't want to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the quote. I don't have an asshole. (laughs) What are you talking about? So real quick, uh, before, before we exit this, uh, this episode here, um, for we'll we'll, we'll may, I'll mainly ask you, Dave. You mentioned you had been binging on Married with Children, but is there anything else you've been getting into? Yeah, I'm actually starting to get into writing. Yeah. So I actually get my inspiration with my creativity through music. Mm Mm-hmm. And not that it's my favorite song, but I love it, and it's catchy. It's by Panic of the Disco called High High Hopes. I thought of an entire book series. I want to have my own Lord of the Rings series. And one of the main characters is actually Lavelle, Yeah, someone I worked with. And you guys are in it. And then a lot of my good friends are in it, even though they said they didn't want to be in it, yeah. you know? So like, I just kind of, it's easy for me to go off of characters like that. That way, like, they can have fun while I read it. So mm-hmm. pretty exciting stuff. So Do we get cool. to be two twin trolls? I was thinking like a two-headed dragon or something. Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah that's all, they're always Why bickering. you keep farting? Yeah, it's like, don't blow smoke from there. It's like, that's you my... keep farting and I smell it. It's... You keep farting brimstone. <laughs> it's like, stop eating rocks. I don't like rocks it's both of our stomach you know oh. i have ibs <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a, a reading group that i'm in on facebook mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta get accepted it's called nano something mm-hmm. and uh when i get writer's block i often check in on there and uh there's a scene where like lavelle goes home his girlfriend's cheating on him and then he beats the crap out of him throws him out the window and i said so where does a guy go when he catches his not so serious girlfriend and by like 
Beats a, the crap out of the guy that she's cheating on him with. Yeah, okay. and he gets his... He gets thrown out a window, and then and then I remember the first comment was, "I'm so confused by the events here." And then the next comment was, "I would guess the hospital." <laughs> it was just I was dying when I was reading. Oh, so you guys are thinking logically? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't operate on that mindset. So yeah, the book is basically you know he he comes in this world. Uh, well, he he uh, he lives in our world, and then somehow ends up in this world that's similar to like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings and stuff like, like that. Like the movie Black Knight with Martin Lawrence or Kid <laughs> or King Arthur's Court. Court. Basically like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a, with the kid from Rookie of the Year. Yeah. 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 With yeah. Daniel Craig's in Thomas that. Thomas D. Nicholas. Uh, you know, I'm just working on like avoiding cliches and stuff like right. that, how he gets there. And yeah, every time I'm writing it, I'm thinking this is kind of ripping off Black Knight. Yeah. But it's not. It's like I'm trying to avoid that. Mm -hmm. I love Black Knight. I loved Martin Lawrence in that. And I loved Kid, the King's kid, Court or whatever. Yeah, kid and King And then there was court. one with Whoopi Goldberg, too, I think. Where uh, she goes. Are you thinking about Eddie where she coaches the Knicks? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's a fantasy, all right. Yeah, right. Well, uh, no, like it's pretty messed up because they think she's an ogre. Oh yeah, and then like they lock her up and everything. And I think I, I, kid, think I recall that. When one. I was a kid, I came up with a movie idea for something like that, except it's Wanda Sykes, and she's back in the medieval times, and it's based off of a line I came up with where someone's like, "The Order of the Queen," and she's like, "Queen Atifa." Mind you, I was a kid, so if it's not funny, that's why. But yeah, I mean, and on the topic of fish out of water stories, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. came up with a Wanda Sykes movie. So yeah, just kind of getting into that and just kind of twisting like all my favorite things like Adidas and yeah. you know, blue and green and blah blah blah. So like kind of my favorite colors are blue and green. I like to collaborate them together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you know, like the the group that my guys in, he's like the police leader, but he's not the leader. Mm -hmm. Um it's called the Three Stripes. So Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, the Adidas. Yeah, and then like my brother in law is one of the kings and his and he's the king of Mastica, which he works for MasterCard. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Gotcha. So yeah. So it's gonna be fun and yeah, and a lot of my friends and important people to me, you know, basically yeah. are uh in a, gonna be in it. So cool. So I'm excited when that gets finished. And, yeah, for sure. That's a, All right. That's about it. And then Thanks, just Dave. enjoying some nice time off, enjoying the summer. Yeah, there you know. go. That's awesome. Yeah, we've enjoyed hanging out with you. I mean, we've always enjoyed hanging out with you, and we've enjoyed doing this episode. I had a you. great time. Doing yeah, I'm glad you could come on. Here's to Thank here's to more. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Can't wait for to have you on some more. Yeah. So just remember from the Radcast to never be rude, always be rad. We'll catch you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.